0: Today is Wednesday, July 27th. The title for our devotional is Growing Together. Let's begin today by reading Ephesians 4, through 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We ended yesterday by saying that the clauses at the end of verse 12 and through verse 13, they all build on each other. So here's here's a better way to help you visualize it. So in, in the devotional page, if you navigate over to it, you can see it a little bit easier. It says that Paul gave those, uh, specifically those gifts for teaching, to equip his people for works of service. So those gifts, those who have those gifts, their job is to equip the saints to do the work of ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up. So what he's talking about here is uh, that all of the people doing the work of ministry builds up then the body of Christ. And then the next three clauses all relate to so that the body of Christ may be built up. It says, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, these are describing what it looks like for the body of Christ to be built up, the church to be built together, and to become mature, and attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Therefore a built up body, fully equipped, that is joint set in place and functioning properly is the image of the word, will grow into the three final clauses. It will grow in unity in the faith. Uh, This refers to a common agreement and understanding on the core teachings of the gospel. These Paul has outlined in the previous three chapters. He spends the first three chapters of the book of Ephesians talking doctrine and theology. And these are some of the things that he wants them to unite around uh, on the gospel. This extends from God's election and redemption of the believer through Christ to the unity of the Jews and Gentiles and the people of God. The word Paul uses for knowledge most often refers to a relational knowledge of another person, not mere just understanding or knowledge of somebody. So the concept he has in mind by saying knowledge of the Son of God is likely what we would describe as a relationship with Christ. Throughout this section, Paul draws on a growth and maturity metaphor. He literally writes for the second of the three final clauses, a mature man. Then the final of the three phases, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, implies growth into the full stature of Christ as well. The image is of a child maturing and growing to reach the stature of his or her father. Notice he is including himself in this process as well, with the first person plural in verse 13. He is on this journey of maturing into the full stature of Christ as well. So big picture, this is the playbook for spiritual growth in the church. The teachers of the church are to equip believers to do the work of ministry, to therefore help one another grow and mature. It's this organic body metaphor, which he blends with a building metaphor, but it's this organic growing together where each part of the body is helping one another grow. The full stature of Christ himself is the goal, growing up into Christ. Our spiritual growth in community will be complete when we are all thinking, behaving, and on mission like Jesus. And if you read that, you're like me, you think we all got a long way to go. Indeed we do. For reflection today, uh, I think we in the Western Church think of spiritual growth and discipleship too much in the context of a classroom. This isn't surprising given our educational system. However, I think we need to reframe our concept of discipleship away from just the classroom and conceptualize it uh, also as a home. Certainly the the teaching and the formal teaching classroom setting, uh, preaching and courses, it's it's important. It's very important for us to learn and to grow. But that shouldn't be the only way that we conceive of discipleship. Think of it uh, a little bit less in the context of teacher-pupil and more in the context of parent-child. Reflect on how you learned from your parents or your caregivers in the early years of your life, those who were influential to you. If you're like me, you likely remember some formal lessons, but you also remember a lot of the informal life rhythms more. Those had more of an impact on you than even the formal teachings and lessons. Was what you learned more caught indirectly or taught directly? In what ways is this framework different than a classroom setting? How does this framework change the way that you think of spiritual formation and growth within the church?